Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rebuilding. Uh, this is Missy. This is Crimson. And we are here today with uh, just a couple quick subjects we're going to talk about. We're going to go over COVID with you, uh, the derby doping, and then kind of jump in with our predictions for the 2023 uh, uh, governor's race as far as what Republicans are going to run. Yeah, so this is our like catching up episode. So folks, sorry we've been inconsistent. Um, This is not going to be a weekly podcast at the moment, uh, just because we're democratic activists and we got way too much shit going on. We have way too much shit, but we have lots of interviews getting lined up with state reps and other activists throughout the state. And so we have a lot of exciting content coming up. Um, But it's going to be inconsistent. So sorry, guys, we are not meeting the official guidelines and i know while we're being paid heavily to deliver um a quality (laughs) podcast um yeah you're gonna see us inconsistent for a while but then hopefully we'll pick up on some consistency as we get some interviews lined up with some badasses throughout the state life has been a little crazy for both of us crimson i know that you're dealing with the reorg right now as you know the chair of the campbell county democratic party um i'm finishing out my fellowship with the new leaders council and trying to get that fucking free fridge going in covington yeah, let's stop and give you kudos for that. That's a lot of work. And, you know, <laughs> here in Northern Kentucky, we don't have many people that actually follow through with what they say they're going to do. And you should be very proud of yourself for bringing the free food uh, fridge to Covington because, you know, I mean, it, it's, you know, working in the county party, working in state politics, all that stuff, it all matters. But what you're doing is, like it impacts the everyday person and it, it means a lot. And I'm honored Thank to know you. you. No, you deserve credit for that. Like that's the kind of work that really impacts people's lives um, at a micro level. And I think sometimes it's lost, especially among people like me that are dealing with like Kentucky democratic politics reorg and, you know, like that stuff matters too, but it's not going to impact your life tomorrow. And this fridge will impact many lives this summer. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, uh, Yesterday, I got to meet with a fourth and fifth grade uh, monastery school that came to the location where it's going to be. And like, is it the Northern Kentucky Montessori Academy? No, it was a different one, I believe. Okay. But they were in Northern Kentucky. I actually don't know their name. Um, (laughs) Lauren, if you're listening, I apologize. I forget the name of the school that your kids go to. Um, but it was like really cool to take them around. They got to tour the garden and see all the gardening plots and just kind of learn about what Redding Gardens does. They really enjoyed the chickens running around. Um, and then I showed them where the fridge was. The kids were great. They had a bunch of questions. Um, and I think they're going to plan a food drive because the location that we're going to put the fridge is next to a Head Start facility. Oh, cute. And so they're making a list of all their favorite snacks. And when they come back next fall from summer break, they're going to do a, a kid's food drive just to get snacks for other kids to get from the fridge. Oh my gosh. See, that is what I love about the work that you're doing and other community activists do because it really plants seeds to the, the younger generations and to the other people in the community of like, you don't have to be president. You don't have to be an attorney. You don't have to be the things that we put on pedestals, you just have to give a fuck about other people and and use your your time, right? Like, I mean, I think that's what people, a lot of people, especially with this reorg, it's like, oh, I would love to join, but I'm just so busy. I'm working and I have kids. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah I've joined the fucking club. Like all of us, are, <laughs> you know, and, but you make time for your priorities. And I'm not saying that their priority should be joining the Democratic Party. I get it. I'm not shaming people for it, but- how we use our time it represents our values right and so 
some days my values are I'm not getting off my fucking couch because I got my kids to sleep <laughs> and I didn't murder them today. So that's success. But most of the time I'm usually locked up in the basement <laughs> of working <laughs> meetings and doing my job um, to try to make our community better. But my work is the long, the forest, right? And you're, you're doing both forest and the trees. And so um whatever work I'm doing, it does not involve any sex. So there are definitely downfalls to staying busy. But maybe it leads to it, right? You're making yourself cooler. <laughs> well, that leads to our first topic, which is COVID, because it's hard to get laid when... Oh, yeah. COVID has been like... a disaster for single people this past year. We were just talking earlier about how, uh, you know, Kentucky is starting to reopen slowly. Uh, there's been some changes this week with uh, Daddy Andy. Right. So um, our case numbers are coming down. We're seeing a lot more counties going into the yellow. We have a far way to go, I think, to get into the green. Um, And I think we'll see Governor Bashir releasing mandates as we get closer. Um, But right now, the the theory of the case is that we are nowhere near the 2.5 million. So people that don't know, Governor Bashir had set the goal of 2.5 million vaccinations, and then we can let go of a lot of our our recommendations and mandates. Um, We are like 790,000, I think, away from that goal. And since adults won't be adults, we're hoping that this new opening of 12 to 15 year olds being able to be vaccinated will help fill some of that gap. What's driven me nuts is that the Republicans on one side that are like, open the state, open the state. They're also the people that are making fun of vaccines and not wearing their masks and doing everything possible to drive the numbers up to make it fucking impossible to open the state. I have noticed though that a lot of other areas are doing like special incentives to get people to get Mm -hmm. the vaccine. You know, like uh, some baseball teams are giving free tickets at the stadium if you get your vaccine at the stadium. Uh, The Cincinnati Reds are giving uh, like $10 seats if you can show them your vaccination card. Um, you know, what are some other things you think we can do around here? Um, so I think in terms of how do we do it, so at the individual level as people, I think that we, so for example, I fired my cleaning crew of eight years, um, because they were like, well, we aren't going to ask our employees if they got vaccinated. And, um, so I fired them. I fired my long guy because he debated me about vaccines. And so I fired him on the spot. Um, I think that's not shaming that's using my dollars, right? Like I've been loyal to you. You've been coming here for five or eight years, depending on which one of those people you want to address. And you just lost my business because you won't protect my kids, right? Because I'm protected, but my kids aren't until adults get protected. And so I have zero tolerance policy. And so, um, Actually, several of us have fired our cleaning crews. This shows such white privilege, but it's just the reality. Um, (laughs) And we found a group, uh, Molly Maids, I will call them out. They have vaccinated pods that are doing houses for people like me that won't have unvaccinated people in their house. And so if all of us did that, right, like that's a big deal. So one of my friends is the one that interviewed them and found out about this. And I am driving as much business. So I've had six people so far fire their non-vaccinated cleaning crews. And all of them I'm driving to this crew. And my hope is, is that they won't be able to absorb it. And Molly Maids will be driven to require vaccinations of their employees in order to have clients, right? Yeah. I mean, and I think on the same front, if you have a big family, 
you don't invite the non-vaccinated people to family get-togethers. You ain't killing my grandpa, right? Like you ain't coming. Um, so I do think there's pressure that as a business owner, right? Like business owners need to think about ways to incentivize getting the vaccine. And I don't think anyone should be punished for not, but I know like with our, our, my husband's company, um, we're encouraging it by saying we can't get back into the office until you're vaccinated, right? Like if you want to come back to the culture that is being in an office, then you need to get vaccinated. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. We're not discriminating against your beliefs, but you aren't coming into the office. You aren't invited to participate in the things that us that were willing to go get the shot are able to do. Um, and so I think yeah. that part of that is also like social media sharing, like when people get together and they're able to be unmasked because they're in a fully vaccinated environment. Like, I think they should be posting that picture. Like, look, I'm vaccinated and I get this part of my life back. Um, so those are some of my ideas. Do you have any ideas? I mean, you work in a business, so. I mean, I was thinking that we could give people like a free bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken to get vaccinated at KFC. That I mean, well, you know, you bring up a good point. <laughs> I mean, there could be like a lot of judgment behind that point about socioeconomic uh uh well no i had, I had other, other levels you know you get like a free chicken sandwich at chick-fil-a just not yeah. on sundays because they're closed right you know you get a free shot of bourbon yeah you get vaccinated yeah there's all kinds like of things so so many kentucky themed ones that we are struggling with this at work though um you know we have one person who i love dearly who is not getting vaccinated and unfortunately like we're we're a small pod and we've been like we went through this entire year together and now that everyone else is fully vaxxed, like we want to hang out and we want to go out and do things and not have to wear masks. And unfortunately, a lot of people do have kids and elderly parents yes. and they can finally hug their 90 year old mother, you know, one particular person I'm thinking of. Um, and we don't want to like, you know, not include the other person, but they don't exactly feel safe either. Right. I mean, and, so. and that's kind of the social pressure that we need to start putting on people. It's not you, it's your inability to do what's best for public health, right? Well, let's, uh, let's take this on a related but more fun turn. All right. Let's talk about our lowest and our highest points of COVID. Uh, what was something like, not anything sad, but so I'll just give you an example. Uh, the first day that we went into lockdown last year, you know, I was sitting, well, I guess the day before, when it was announced, it was a Sunday. I was sitting at the at a local wine bar, Crafts and Vines, drinking some nice, uh, I don't know, some fucking red shit. <laughs> and then Andy announced that at five o'clock on Monday, all the bars were going to be shut down for two weeks. Complete lockdown on bars. So I got on eBay and I ordered a $40 life-size Elizabeth Warren cutout because I did not want to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have her and I love her. I went on walks with her. She slept in bed with me. Like Elizabeth and I have been through a lot in the last 13 months. Oh my God. I guess 15 months at this point, 14 months. Like we're, we're a pretty significant couple right now. I would um, say, I mean, that's a long-term yeah. relationship. It's pretty long-term. I mean, she does not snuggle worth a fuck. Uh, well, she is cardboard. So yeah. your expectations. She, just, I, she does not scare me when I look at her face because I'm like, that's Elizabeth and I love her. But I would like leave my bedroom to go to the bathroom or go get something out of the kitchen and come back in and I would just see like the back cardboard part of her head and fucking scream every single time. <laughs> oh my God. That's what awesome. What is something stupid that COVID made you do? Oh God. So I live with a three and a eight year old. So COVID, you know what stupid I've done is 
I've thrown a lot of money at the issue. Like, okay, so shutdown happens. My husband's company has worked so hard to finally have like their own custom build out. It's set to open the day of lockdown. So we're like reeling in the fact that we'll never work in this office. Um, but then it became like, what do I do with two kids all fucking day? And so I actually bought an inflatable pool that is three feet deep, almost four, but I can't fill it up all the way because my daughter was two at the time. So I was kind of like, I don't want her to die. And I also don't want to watch her 24 hours a day. So, um, uh, I got a pool the size of my deck and I have a very large deck. <laughs> And so I'm really glad it didn't come down. Um, I also bought a bounce house, which what the fuck am I going to do with a bounce house? But it was entertainment for like two weeks. Um, and so I bought a lot of stupid Wait, shit. You bought a bounce house? I a full blown fucking bounce house. Why haven't you invited me over? Well, because neither one of us meet the weight requirements. I mean, it's not like oh, it's not like man. like it's not like carnival right. bounce house. It's tiny. You're one of my friends that has money, and I need you to buy an. I have money house now. <laughs> Maybe I should way more than me. You have a cleaning crew that you guys fire and rehire. That's true. I I, I'm I like how am I going to buy food today? I no, you're right. I I should acknowledge my privilege in that regard. Um, well, but, acknowledge it by buying a bounce house for you us. You know what? Honestly, the bounce house, the kids are kind of outgrowing. So maybe that's how we like, Destroy you know, it. like, yeah, like maybe we right. have like a, a play date of adults and we just fucking go wild. That sounds great. Okay, I'm in. Let's just like pour lube all over it. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. And we could we get the, we slide. could also use my absurdly large blow up pool. I mean, this thing is like lap worthy. Oh, Okay. Like we could like merge them and like have the bounce house slide into the pool or some shit. Oh, It'd be so I'm much more fun. What I let the kids do with it. Are are you from like a derby family? Do you do you guys watch it every year? I'm hesitant to talk about this, Missy. So I don't know if I should come out of the closet about this, but I'm going to right here on rebuilding today. I don't give a fuck about horses and horse racing. To me, it's a bunch of white dudes or Saudis making money off of innocent animals. And it seems like a very, um, it just reminds me of a classist system of like the elites and the nobodies. And so I fake liking the Derby. I fake giving a fuck. But it's all fake. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know how a whole state and like nation can care about like a 60 second event. Um, but so no, I'm I'm not I'm not invested in the derby. Yeah, I don't I don't really watch it. I enjoy the outfits that I see in photos afterwards. Agreed. I, I love to dress up and drink and gamble. Um, but yeah, I've never gone, I've never watched it on TV. But I do enjoy the controversy this year that's going on. Have you been following that? Oh, yes. Of course. Yeah. So the winning horse, uh, Medina Spirit, I believe is its yeah. name, has been accused of uh, doping. And the owner of the horse has a bit of a controversial past as well. And yes. in the last week, we've seen him. Uh, he's blamed, let's see, uh, cancel culture yeah. on taking on his horse. He's blamed a, uh, a staffer uh, peeing on the hay and then the horse eating the hay. Oh, today. no, I did not hear about this. Okay. Oh, so a yeah. staffer was doping with the drugs that 
five other horses he owns tested positive for but it's really just a staffer's just pissing all over his hay so all of his horses are getting steroids for horses through a staffer correct well now the story's changed okay uh today he says that an ointment containing a banned substance was used on the horse oh interesting yeah i mean the left is really trying to get him obviously he's just being targeted by wokeness well, speaking about sending people out the pasture, uh, Republicans are definitely hoping to do that to Andy Bashir in 2023. Yes. All right. So I want to play a game with you. Okay. I want you to help me figure out the top three Republican candidates uh, that are going to primary each other and try to take on Andy. Ooh, I know two for sure. Ryan Quarles, Rand Paul. The third one. Wait, for sure, Rand Paul? I think he's in the running. Okay. Now, the third one we've talked about the theory before around Rand paul before so i need you to explain it to the viewers okay listeners. so the theory behind Rand paul is that he will win his senate seat in 2022 and he wants to come home is what the rumor is is that he wants to come back and that his plan is to come back to kentucky after winning in 2022 and then running in 2023 for governor, if he wins, since he won't have to resign from Senate to win or to run, um, then if he wins, he would appoint Thomas Massey to his Senate seat, opening up the congressional fourth district. Um, and then their hopes would be Savannah Maddox would take over and run for the fourth in 2024. All right. And then the other one you mentioned was Ryan Quarles, who has been all over the place. They're obviously setting him up for a run right now, writing op-eds and making appearances. Well, to be honest, Ryan Quarles and I went to college together. I think he was a year behind me, but we were both in the political science program. Um, I'll be transparent. Ryan Quarles went to Harvard from there. I went to UK graduate school. Like, so Ryan, you won. Um, (laughs) to his credit, he's exceptionally brilliant. He's a very smart person. He's extremely charismatic and he's a very big threat to the democratic party. I really thought that him and Michael Adams, secretary of state Adams and some other younger Republicans were being strategic of holding the line of the old Republican party and not going to go into this Trump world and try to claim their space as like the rational fiscal conservatives. Now, I shouldn't say Ryan Quarles' recent op-eds that have been everywhere about Andy needing to lift the mask mandate counters that narrative. Maybe he still is planning on being like the rational Republican, but I gotta be honest, when I met the guy when we were in college, he was running for governor. So like, he might as well have been wearing a quarrels for a governor since he was like 15 years old from what I can tell. So I know he has a lot of support. I think Rand Paul is probably the only person that would be able to undo his plan. Um, and we don't know if Rand Paul's plan is really Rand Paul's plan. I just have heard he's done with Washington and he, he wants to come back and destroy Andy. So who would be the third person? Like, are we talking about Scott what do you think? or Savannah Maddox or? No way. They wouldn't run someone that whacked. Why not? She would win. Trump took Kentucky by 30 points and he's fucking nuts. Dude has syphilis. Yeah, but Bevin lost. 
That's just like rubbing Bevan again. No, but people hated Bevan and they love Trump. Yeah, but do you think Savannah? But well, I think this is where it's so interesting. Kentucky politics is so fascinating. Wanting to win, she might just run to raise her name recognition statewide. Well, I think she would do that, especially if Rand ends up running. You will see Savannah run too because they'll want to pump up her name for the fourth district, and so it's hard to predict who could really win without being somewhat level-headed because like Bevan won, but we didn't know how crazy Bevan was in 2015. I mean, like me and you knew, right. But like an average Kentuckian did not foresee what a jackass he would be. Yeah. He didn't piss off all of his allies yet. No, he didn't. I think that we only won by 5,500 votes. Right. So it's not like Andy came in with a strong mandate and we lost every other constitutional officer seat. And so it was yeah. pretty clear that it was like, we hate Bevin. Yeah. Um, and so I th- I would think that they're smarter going with someone more mild, like a Quarles or someone with a name recognition, like a Paul. But I don't know who that third person could be. Do you have any other ideas besides Maddox? Adams. Well, see, I think Adams and Quarles are on a team. And to be fair, Michael Adams, he has been a good Secretary of State. Like I like him. I, I hope do he stays too. a Secretary of State. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, if he were to run with Quarles, I think we I think Andy's done. I mean, not that I won't be fighting like hell for him. Oh yeah. But I mean, I think that ticket is way more plausible for a win than a Rand Paul ticket, like something so polarizing. But do you think it's worth being a lieutenant governor over his constitutional office? Yeah, for sure. Well, depending on who they have in the rings, right? Because all those seats- a lot more power and press now than Jacqueline Coleman gets. No, that's true. And it's a lot more powerful, but it also sets you up for future possibilities, right? So like if you're trying to climb the political ladder- you climb it when you can. And if him and Quarles have this arrangement and they're both aligned ideologically, it would make sense. But I don't know if it were me, if I would do it. Cause Adams has really tried to play this Republic. Like he is still playing the Republican fiscal conservative, yeah. you know, compassionate conservative. Like he's still trying to be that Reagan Republican. And so it's hard to see him pivot to like some extremist role. Um, I hope he doesn't. I like him. And he could bring quarrels down because he did vote. He did pass and or support and help write many laws that help voters vote, which is completely counter to every other red state. Right. And so he has done a bunch of things that other red states look down upon. Um, And so I would love to see Michael Adams stay as our secretary of state. And I would love to see Andy Bashir stay as governor to reward him for the fucking shit show he's had to survive over the last 15 months. But um, I just, I, you know, I always say Republicans have a deeper bench than Democrats, but I don't know who else beyond that could really give Andy a run. I mean, so many, I mean, Daniel Cameron, but there's no way he's going to run. He's waiting for that Senate seat. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, anyone with an R after their name, they can pump up. But I, just for the sake of the game, we got Quarles, Rand Paul. Let's do Savannah Maddox. Okay. All right. We're going to play Murder, Mary, Fuck. Okay. All right. Yes. This is easy. Who would you murder? Who would you marry? Who would you fuck? Um, oh, God. Mary? 
like, can I divorce immediately after? Like, no, bachelor gotta, style? Like, every day with this person. Okay, so Savannah Maddox murder. I mean, I'm not for violence. I'm not threatening to murder Savannah Maddox. I would never do that. But yes, um, there's no space for her in my life. So that leaves me Quarles. You know what? I guess I would marry Quarles because I think deep down inside there's probably a good person there. He's just in the wrong party. He seems the most normal. Yeah, and he's he's somewhat attractive. Like, I mean, if I was getting married and having babies, like, maybe I would consider him. Um, and then Ram Paul, I think with enough drugs and alcohol, I could probably fuck. Like... You're asking me if I would sleep with Ram Paul, Ryan Quarles, or Savannah Maddox. I mean, you're not going to get a very positive answer. But I think I could, I think I could, I I think I could survive one night with Rand versus a lifetime. Okay, that's fair. That's, I mean, I feel like I would marry Ryan Quarles as well, just because he seems like the least annoying of the three. Yeah. I got to spend every day with someone. Right. I feel like he'd at least like hide his like Briar Bart articles in the den or something. Right. Not bring them out. Um, I would murder Rand Paul because there's no way like I could have sex with him at all. Um, and I would definitely fuck Savannah Maddox uh, just because she'd walk away and just know like she's a little bit gay and it would like fuck with her for the rest <laughs> of her life. Very good point. If I didn't have such a hesitation with vaginas, I may be right there with you. <laughs> i think you have a much better argument for your your selection we should all be prepared for quarrels for sure Rand paul i'm less sure about um and i don't know what else they have up their sleeve the republicans are tricky little fuckers yeah yeah so get ready to work your ass off for andy in 2023 Uh, get ready to work your ass off for whoever is running for state house in 2022 uh, and if we if we do get Booker and the chance to expand the electorate and the Senate race, uh, you know, we need all those people ready to go the following year. Yep. So, you know, just like we say, every episode, start following your state reps. If you don't already follow Rachel Roberts, follow her, uh, Penny Mentor, Joni Jenkins, give them all likes, share their shit. Like, let's start pr- spreading this name recognition. Yeah, we need to get their names pumped up. And we are gearing up for a 2022 election. And while that seems far away, we need candidates. So if anyone is interested in running or volunteering or gearing up and you need training and you need more information, always reach out to Rebuilding Pod. We are both highly invested in the state of Kentucky and are happy to point you in the right direction to find out more because if we want Kentucky to be the state we want it to be, we need it to be represented by people like us, like real people. And so if you're listening and it's something that you've somewhat considered, or you're like, Hey, I have a couple hours a week. I could donate to a campaign, but I don't know how the hell to do that. Reach out to us. We'll, we'll, we'll connect you and get you trained up and get you ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. We can get you to your County party or, or whoever, whatever candidate you want to help out. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, We'll have a special guest with us next week and we can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Peace out. Bye.